throughout the late winter, early spring. I guess spring starts Thursday, I think. Last couple days would prove it got here a little bit early. We'll see. We conduct our series every Tuesday at 1 p.m. of Steelers Hall of Famers. And we will continue to do so through the middle of April. And we've had Rod Woodson on and uh, a number of, uh, you know, former Mel Blunt. Um, and uh, still to come, we're going to be talking to Jack Ham, Rocky Blyer, Dick Hoke, Larry Brown. Today, our interview is with Mike Butler. Mike is the son of Hall of Famer Jack Butler. Mike is a Steelers scout following in the footsteps of his father, who was a great Hall of Fame player, defensive back, um, but also founded and headed up Blesto, the scouting service. Um, and now Mike, uh, has for years, has been a Steelers scout. And I had a chance to catch up with him. It was a couple of weeks ago that we recorded this interview about what it was like growing up in a household when your dad is a pro football player, not only a pro football player, but a pro football player, for your hometown team. Mike, there isn't a kid alive who doesn't dream about becoming a professional athlete, whatever the sport is. Not being able to do that, what was it like, I've always wondered about this, what was it like to be the son of a real, live, pro football player? It was awesome. Um, but it was normal to us, because we grew up with it. And kids would ask us, you know, what's it like being around the Steelers and your dad playing? And like, he's just our dad. You know, <laughs> it, it's normal to us. And, you know, what's it like being around the Steelers and all these great players? And they said, you know, they're kind of just normal guys, you know, they just have a gift. And, but it was awesome because we got access that we really didn't realize as kids to the Steelers and the Roonies and that nobody really understood. But, I mean, it was just unbelievable experience. Did you come with him at practice? Did you sit in the stands at games? Were you in the locker room after the games were over? All of, all of it. I remember going out to, to South Park as a little kid when the Steelers practiced out there. And, you know, we'd spend more time down at the horse stables where the police kept their horses. And uh, my dad would take us, he took us to practices. We went to all the games. He would go up in the press box and leave us on our own out in the seats and uh, tell him where to meet him after the game. And it was just awesome. We'd take us to training camp every year. and. You know, I never missed it. You know, it was awesome. I did it since I was a kid. I've been going up to St. Vincent since my best but no, probably since I used to start going up there. You say he was just your dad, but at a certain age, did you realize that your dad was one of the greatest players ever to play the game? I think I first started to realize it when he actually went into running Blesto, the scouting combine. And I got to know the scouts that worked for him because they would come into town for meetings and we would go out to the Blesto meetings. He would take the family and we would get to meet various scouts from all over the country. A lot of them back then were ex-players and they would start telling us stories about my dad as a player and how tough he was and what great ball skills he had and, you know, just his instincts for the game. And we're like, really? I mean, that's awesome. I, I, we, I, we were all too young to see him play live. And I'm lucky enough working here that I was able to get some film that I was able to go back and watch him play. And, you know, that was exciting. The teams weren't terribly good back then. I wondered if 
kids you went to school with would taunt you about that? No, never. They, they were excited. They would come over the house and, you know, they interacted. He'd throw the balls to them in the backyard with, you know, just all of us line up. He'd have us all running routes. You know, any kid that wanted to show up in the neighborhood, he was good with it. You know, he always had time for us all and the kids in the neighborhood. And, you know, they, nobody ever really got on us about, you know, the same old Steelers back then, how they played. But, you know, it was just all, it was all good times. Did he intercept as many passes in the backyard as he, <laughs> no. as he threw? No, he was always the quarterback. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> and he wouldn't let us drop a pass. He said, if it touches your hands, you should catch the ball. He always contended he was a better wide receiver than he was a DB. As you look back and, and knowing your dad's history, um, being the great player, inducted in Canton, of course, in 2012, what got him interested and what was the derivation of him getting involved in scouting? Well, he injured his knee in 59 and ended his career. And it was a really long rehab and he thought he would go into coaching after that. And he spent a year, part of a year up in Buffalo and my mother refused to go up there with the eight kids. So he came back to Pittsburgh here and in 61, he actually did some coaching for the Steelers and that is when they started the Blesto Scouting Combine. And it was just called Lesto back then, before the Bears got involved. And they had him scout the first year. And the second year, they put him in charge. He was the director. And he wound up being the director for Blesto for 44 years. And he loved it. People don't know Blesto was Bears, Lions, Eagles, Steelers, talent organization. Correct. And then they added the Vikings. It was called Blesto V for a it while. It was. The Vikings came in. And they put the V on the end, it was Busto 05, and they had five teams. And then three more teams came in, I think it was the Dolphins, uh, the Chiefs, and someone Buffalo. And then it was Busto 08, and then I think Kansas City dropped that, and he changed it back, and he said, that's it. We're Busto from now on. I'm not changing no matter who comes and goes. Mike, was it primarily to scout college players, or did they also scout other pro teams for trades and that kind of thing? It was always, I shouldn't say always, it, it's college. They did a little experiment for a couple years with a thing called ProLine, where they would have scouts in each NFL city that would kind of, they would get lineups and injuries for the teams and not really scout players as advanced scouting or evaluating players, just more, uh, just data gathering back then. But uh, that interest kind of waned, and so it just was strictly college scouting. Scouting, the nature of scouting being what it is, and you know that now as a scout, um, did that take your dad away from home a great deal with the travel to college campuses? It did in the beginning of his career before he was a director for the first couple of years. He would be gone during most of the fall and just get home on weekends. But once he made, they made him the director and it was headquartered here in Pittsburgh, he was home. Yeah. Is it something that he found fulfilling, as fulfilling maybe as playing did? I don't think he loved anything as much as he did playing other than his faith and his family. But he loved Blesto and he loved his scouts. And back when he started, Blesto had their own group of scouts. Today, each team that belongs puts a scout into Blesto and they actually belong to the team. Like we have Chidi Awoma that the Steelers put into Blesto, but he had his own group of scouts and they were all accountable to him and he paid their salaries and he just loved it. And they were a great group of guys but it evolved, you know, mostly for financial reasons to keep it uh, viable that each team would take over the scout's salaries and travel costs. 
It's sort of a central clearinghouse for information. In other words, each team has equal access to the results of the scouting or the opinions offered by the scouts, right? Of the Blessdale Scout, yes, they do. Chidi will go out in the spring when we're actually working on the uh, draft, and he'll do the spring work. And in the fall, he'll evaluate the players that he uh, pointed out to us in the spring. And then he'll do work for us as the kind of the fall winds down. And the Blesto Scott will get more involved with their teams up through probably the combine. And as a pro day start, which will be coming up in March, they kind of start back working on next year's guys. So they're kind of doing a little bit of both in the spring. If you can think back and recollect, um, thankfully, your dad was inducted into Canton Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, while he was still alive to appreciate it. Uh, if you can recount, first of all, what it meant to him, and then secondarily, what it meant to you and the rest of your family. It, it meant a great deal to him, but I think it meant more to the family. And he was, probably took more joy out of seeing our excitement. He was, he was a simple man, you know, but, and he really, if it happened, it was fine, but if it didn't happen, he was fine with it too. You know, he was happy with his faith, his family, and his, his job, and that was good enough for him. But when he got in the Hall of Fame, and we were kind of surprised that when he started going through all the, the ceremonies and all the attention, that how much he really enjoyed it. I mean, he loved it. And he went up there and was meeting with all these great players, you know, the, the gold jacket ceremony and, you know, the, the ceremony getting the bus and everything. And, and he, he couldn't believe it. He actually, the night before, when my brother was presenting him, he and my brother stayed in the hotel room, and he said, are you sure there's no more votes? This is it. I'm really in. I said, you're really in, Dad. I mean, tomorrow you're getting your bust. This is it. Do you remember, he, your dad was a soft-spoken guy, um, didn't say a great deal. Do you remember his induction speech? I do, because it was only two minutes long. You know, he thanked his God. He thanked the Rooney family. He thanked his parents. In the city of Pittsburgh, which he loved. The only time he ever left was to go to high school and college, and he came back. And that was it. Being part of the Steeler family, um, uh, you know as well as anyone that not every great player for the Steelers has or perhaps will make it to Canton. We, Donnie Shell campaigned for a long time. Finally, thankfully, um, he got in. But that's one of the reasons that Dan and Art wanted to form the Hall of Honor. And still being with the Steelers now, I wonder, you know, what your thoughts are about uh, some of the guys who probably won't get into the Hall of Fame. You know, what, what that means to a guy like yourself who's been a lifelong Steeler. The honor, I think he would have enjoyed it almost, if not more, than his Hall of Fame honor because he was such a Pittsburgh guy. And these guys that are deserving to be in, like LC and those guys, Nandy Russell, and you know, to be inducted in the Pittsburgh Hall of Honor is just—it's a, a great thing, you know, to be recognized by your hometown, you're the greatest team, and you're one of the greatest players of the greatest teams that ever existed. I mean, it's—it's it's pretty impactful thing. The players who have been inducted in the Hall of Honor, of course, your dad's automatically in there. Um, have just been overwhelmed by the experience and maybe even in addition to that Mike the players who are already in Canton they were the ones who most ardently campaigned 
for some of their teammates who they recognized they might not even be in Ken if it weren't for those guys who may not join them there, but they're all together now in the Hall of Honor. That's true. I mean, it was a close-knit group, and I've been around the team since 75 as a ball boy and just saw how that team came together and how they stayed together. And when the career was over, they all stayed. Most of them lived here, and you see them out around the city. You know, and it, it's a love that these guys have for each other, you know, and they campaign for each other and they know how good they were and how good their teammates were. And they want to see that and share in that success that they got that another player deserves that, you know, people in Canton may be overlooking, but, you know, we welcome them here. During the years that he ran Blesto and you're scouting for a number of teams in the NFL, but was there always a heart of black and gold beating inside your dad's chest? Absolutely. Absolutely. From day one. They go back as far as my grandfather knew the chief. And that's how my dad wound up going to St. Bonaventure through his connections when he finished high school. And he was studying to be a priest. He was in a pre-seminary high school up in Niagara Falls, Canada. And he decided he really didn't want to go into the priesthood and he didn't know what to do after high school. And he called his dad, and my dad talked to the chief. He said, tell him to go over to St. Bonaventure down the road and look up Father Silas, the athletic director there. And he did. He enrolled him in school there. He told him to go out for the football team because he never played football before in his life. And he, little you know that Father Silas was the chief's brother. And he went over there the first day, and the, the guy looked on the list and said, I'm not here try for the football team. He didn't see his name. He kicked him out. And he, Father Silas asked him how it went. And he said, you know, they kicked me out. I wasn't on the list. And he took him back and he signed him up and the rest is history. And what a history. Absolutely. And you're continuing the legacy. Absolutely. It's an well, honor. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. That is Mike Butler, the son of Jack Butler. And he currently scouts for the Steelers, was at the Combine. Talk about his dad, who was really a nice man, and uh, after his playing career, um, stayed in the NFL sphere by becoming a scout and running Blesto, which at one time was really the only professional scouting service. Um, now it's all under, run by the NFL, but it started, it was Bears, Lions, Eagles, Steelers, or scouting organization, that's what the Blestos. So then, then V, they added V because the Vikings joined in too. Uh, and now the uh, the NFL runs it uh, specifically. But uh, Mike, uh, Jack Butler uh, formed that and always operated out of Pittsburgh. This was uh, the headquarters for Blesto for years and years.